It can fly at speeds rivaling jet planes. It dives into blocks of bird Pokemon and gulps the entire flock down home. Its fine scales don't just reduce wind resistance, their sharp edges also cause injury to any opponent who attacks it. Hey there, Pokemon trainers. Welcome back to another episode of Dragon Dance. This is the Pokemon podcast where I talk about Pokemon type combinations, all of their lore, and all the Pokemon with the type combination, and how they stack up on the competitive side of things. I am your host, Santiago, a.k.a. the Aztec Dragon, and with me is the lovely Madeline, a.k.a. the 85-year-old man. Eh? What was that, Sonny? I couldn't quite hear ya. Let me turn up my hearing aids. Hi guys, it's Madeline here, aka the 85-year-old man. As Santiago just said, I'm sorry, I have dementia. <laughs> okay, hi Maddie. Uh, do you have any updates going on in your life or Pokemon stuff? Well, I think when we left you guys last time, it was around Halloween-ish. Yeah, it was Halloween. And we were talking about going to a wedding. The wedding went great, and uh, I ran off with the bride, and Santiago actually ran off with the groom. That is true, and then we went to... Uh... To our honeymoon in St. Croix? Is that what it was? St. LaCroix, yes. St. LaCroix, yes, yes. Where we drank a bunch of LaCroix. With Post Malone. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. The wedding was actually a lot of fun. Um, and Santiago gets down on the dance floor. Sometimes. With some liquid courage. With a lot of liquid courage. But yes, I do get on the dance floor. And it was so nice to see some of our old friends uh, who are also into Pokemon. The group... get, it, get us to 100 subs and I'll drop a video of Santiago dancing on his Insta. <laughs> No, no, don't do that. Um, Smash that like button. Anyways, yes, uh, the groom is a big Pokemon Go, or just Pokemon fan. Uh, Bride, not so much, but, you know, we're friends with both of them, and um, we like to play Pokemon Go with, uh, with with the groom. Well, he's a husband now, right? He's a husbando. He was the groom. He was the groom. He is now a husband. But anyways, we had a few other friends that also played Pokemon Go that went to the wedding. And, and we got many wedding weekend shinies. Funnily, yeah! Funnily enough, we actually... Santiago and I both have terrible shiny luck. His is worse. Um, almost non-existent. But we both got the same shiny Chansey. Which yeah. was really awesome. Really, really cool. because We freaked out. We did. Because first of all, yeah, like Maddie said, I don't have any shiny luck whatsoever. But And mine is average, if not below average. But yeah, the fact that we both got the exact same one shiny was so cool. And it was... Uh, right after the rehearsal, no, right before the rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. but Kismet, after the Kismet, as people would say. What? Kismet. Meant to be. Good luck charm. Yes, good omens. It was, yes, yes. Good very juju. Good very good omens. Um, any other updates, Maddie? Um, I am almost done with my first semester of a program I'm in school for, and I'm very happy about that. Woo! Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, anyways, so I have some. Chuckle p- episode coming soon. Ooh. To celebrate. You know what? That should be the next episode. Bug oh my rock. god. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. I oh. have opinions and they must be heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maddie, one of Maddie's favorite uh, Pokemon is, is Shuckle, um, which is, I don't know. To me, when she first told me, it was, no, 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 I have nothing against Shuckle. No. Maddie is giving me a death glare. Like, if I talk bad about Shuckle, she's going to kill me or something. No, no. I have nothing against Shuckle. I just thought it was uh, interesting that 
um, one of Maddie's favorite Pokemon was Shuckle. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we'll dive into that once we actually do the Shuckle episode or the Rock Bug type. Yeah, that's exclusive content for next episode. For the next, so for the hush, next, hush. Fusion, for the next Fusion episode. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, anyways, I do have some stuff to share on the Pokemon side of stuff. Uh, so last week's episode was recorded well in advance because, like we said, we did have a, a wedding to go to. Um, and we didn't have any time to record two ep- Sorry. Yeah, so we didn't have time to record two episodes. We just had enough time to record one episode in advance. Yeah, uh, and as you can tell from the fact that Fusion Fridays have been moved to Fusion Mondays to now, I think it is Tuesday night. Um, we're <laughs> not great at deadlines. Yeah, no, we're not really good. So the pre-recording was actually a genius move on Santiago's part. It was. Part. You know, we should start doing that more often. We absolutely for- should. Shuckle episode right after this. <laughs> we should. Uh, but anyways, yes. So because uh, we were really excited about the wedding, and because we've been preoccupied with some other stuff, I haven't really been kept. I haven't really kept up with a lot of the Pokemon Go news. Uh, so there were a few things that caught me by surprise. The first thing was that last weekend was uh, Whooper Community Day. Oh, that was awesome. Which was which was kind of funny because I was at the okay. So this, the wedding took place on a Saturday, and we saw some of our Pokemon Go friends. And they were like, oh, are you ready for Community Day? And I was like, yeah, I am. Because I thought it was going to be later in the month, later in November. And I was like, when is that again? Tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah, and as much as I love Wooper, and even more so Paldi and Wooper, we were unfortunately stuck in a rural part of our state. So we didn't get a lot of Shinies off of that, but I still thoroughly enjoyed the whole concept. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, and Claude Sire, I mean, yes, enough said. Claude Sire is epic. Can't wait to talk about uh, that Pokemon in another episode. But, yeah, Paldea and Wooper, I mean, not it's not that much different. You know, it's just brown. It has bones. And has bones. But other than that, Claude Sire. Claude Sire, that's the... That's... It's, like, it's like you got Paldea and Wooper, and then you have Boneless Wooper, which I guess is the original. Boneless Whooper. Boneless Whooper. He shall force be named. <laughs> so henceforth be named. Uh, but yeah, so we were actually not in uh, in the city that we normally live in for Community Day. So unfortunately, we weren't able to get that many shinies. Um, but I still got like a few. Um, and yeah. He'll definitely be one I'm looking out for on a December Community Day if we get a recap. Yeah. And another thing that uh, caught me by surprise was the whole Festival of Lights. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I look forward to Well, I wouldn't say I look forward to it, but I do. It's one of the well-executed events. Right, right. That and Halloween. And it's something that occurs almost every year in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year, I kind of just forgot about it. I, I know that it happens every year. I just forgot when it was going to Yeah, totally valid. But it was a welcome surprise. Yeah. Because you really like the feature where... At nighttime, some of the Pokemon are glowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's funny because I during this Festival of Lights, uh, Tadbulb and uh, Bellybolt were actually made their Pokemon Go debut, which was really cool. I, I like them, uh, but it, I just was caught by surprise. I didn't know that the Festival of Lights was going on and that they'd be appearing. Uh, but yeah, they actually had a Chinchow. What spotlight hour? And I just happened to open my app around around that time because I was at work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I took out my phone to play Pokemon Go during work. But whatever. Uh, yeah, and then I saw like all these groups of Chinchows, and they were just glowing, and it was really cool. It is pretty cool. And also during that event, we got a perfect Tadblub. Oh yeah! And when did we get that? Uh, 
We got that during the Garchomp Raid Day. Mega Raid Day, that Mega is. Garchomp Raid Day. That was this past Saturday for Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. I think I also... I knew that Mega Garchomp was coming. But again, I forgot when it was coming. But fortunately, we were able to make it out to our local university to play with some uh, pals. Yeah, yeah. We met up with some old people. Some old... Ma- mainly new people, Mainly honestly. new people, but there were a few people few, that are recognized. A few old timers. But yeah, uh, we actually went out on Mega Garchomp Day, and we did a few raids. And by few, I mean Maddie did, Madeline did about twenty, maybe t- more than twenty raids. Yeah, I did ended less up with than <laughs> over four thousand Mega Energy, so I think I'm good. Oh, you think you're good? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Madeline. I uh, just had a bunch of raid passes to burn, and she really liked Mega Garchomp. So. Okay, but the real reason is I'm trying to get my first Master Ball, and I had oh, to complete right, that quest right, right. to do all these raids, and I was like, I was running out of time. So oh I was just God. like, I'm going to do 14, 15 in one day, and I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get the Master Ball this, this season. Yeah, um, we know, noob. <laughs> wait, how many, actually, how many uh, raids do you have left? I believe I have three. Three? Nice. And when... Currently pulling up Pokemon Go to verify. Okay. Madeline is pulling up Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Also on Pokemon Go, her name is 85-year-old man. Do you think I'll get this Wooper shiny? Oh, uh, yeah. I have exactly three raids left, and I have sick. about six days to do them. Nice. So. That's awesome. Wow, he wasn't shiny. Whack. But anyways, yeah, I didn't get to do that many because uh, I didn't have as many raid passes as Madeline. Um, but I still got a shiny, and she also got a shiny, right? Of Garchomp? Yeah. I got three. You got three shiny? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry that you have terrible luck. But yeah, I have terrible luck. <laughs> but anyways, that's a very long intro, so let's get into our fusion. Speaking of Mega Garchomp, today's episode is going to be on the phenomenal ground dragon type. Maddie, can you please let the trainers know what the types and resist sorry, the resistances and weaknesses are for this combo? I can not only let you know the weaknesses and resistances, I can also let you know the one immunity that this type combo has. So starting with the weaknesses, it is Dragon, Fairy, and Ice, and it actually has a four times weakness to Ice, so they'll get you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, resis- <laughs> the, resis- the resistances are Fire, Poison, and Rock, and the one immunity of the hour is Electric. Nice. And can you guess how many Pokemon actually have this type combination? You know, it seems like a niche one, but I feel like I feel like it's a few, so I'm gonna go with five. You're really close. It's oh, awesome. actually six. Oh, so that was my second you, guess. Right, right. You're one, you're one away, but you know you're really close. Yeah. Anyways, can you tell me what the first Pokemon with this combination is? Gible. No, no, it's gotta be earlier than that. It is Looper. earlier. Wait, no, no what? <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? It's Vibrava. Oh, I would never have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, I would never have guessed that because um, he's not one I usually think of. But actually, he was one of the first Pokemon that I used to beat the Elite Four in Alola. He, Vib- was, he was on my final team. Really? Vibrava or Flygon? No, Vibrava, the little one that's from Chargebug. No, that's Vicavolt. Oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> I should be fired off the show, man. Uh, I'm it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. So still a pokey noob over here. I'm just here for the for the jollies. 
Anyways, Vibrava and its evolution Flygon were the first ground dragon, uh, yeah, ground dragon Pokemon, and were introduced in Generation Three. I know that they're some of the most, well, at least Flygon is one of the most beloved Pokemon in the whole franchise. It tends to do well in popularity polls. Um, but yeah, anyways, Vibrava is categorized as the Vibration Pokemon, and Flygon is known as the Mystic Pokemon. Uh, so yeah, tell me your thoughts on Vibrava and Flygon now that you know that it's not related to Vigavolt. I do like Vibrava and I like the design, but when it goes into Flygon, I feel like that's a big transition there. And also my first immediate thought is that Flygon is some kind of flying Pokemon, which I'm sure most people have that thought. So it is a little weird to me that it is actually ground dragon. Yeah, so... so. Um, uh, I've always wondered why it got the dragon type and not the bug type or the flying type. Right. But this is honestly, okay, so I did a little bit of, uh, you know, digging uh, just to see what it's lore, what it was based on and whatnot. Do you know what an ant lion is? Is it like an anteater? No, it's not an anteater. It's an actual bug. No. Yeah, but it's not. A lion ant. No, ant lion. It's called ant lion. Ant lion. Yeah. Didn't we have that in trivia the other day? Or like our connections? And we were like, ant lion? What the heck is that? Possibly, possibly. But anyways. Santiago has a bad memory and I have a memory like an elephant. So sometimes he never gets my references. But anyways, so ant lions are not ants and obviously they are not lions. Oh, what? What? Not tiny lions. No, they're actually a lot more similar to dragonflies. And so the lore behind this is that... The most uh, interesting stage is its larval stage, right? Mm. And uh, Flygon is part of a three-stage evolution with its baby form being Trapinch. Trapinch, it's its larval state. And adorable. And Yeah, it's, it is adorable. A little big-headed bug. Yeah, but the thing, the odd thing about it is that it doesn't have the, the bug type. It's mm. just pure ground. And then right. it evolves into ground dragon, and then it stays ground dragon for its final evolution. Yeah. See, that I just love that. I love that I learned these little things from these weird typed Pokemons. Right. But I don't know enough entomology. Wait, that's the right word, right? Entomology for bug? Yes. Entomology. Okay, cool. I don't know enough about entomology uh, to be able to tell you why it's different from dragonflies. Yeah. Other than apparently there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Have, but, I, have I ever told you that the people who don't know the difference between entomology and etymology... They really just bug me in ways I can't put into words. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Wow, you're so lame. But anyways, uh, yeah, so they're actually, they look like dragonflies, but they're not dragonflies. And what's very interesting about this, uh, did you know that cicadas have a very long time where they're like in their larval state? Yeah, I actually did know that. Yeah, so antlions are very similar. They 
tend to live for maybe about like three years and some change. But most of that time, the, most of those three years, it's actually in its larval state. Right. So it lives in, uh, it likes to live in the sand. And here's what's really interesting, right? So it likes to make little nests slash holes slash traps in the sand. It will do uh, like a circular motion and it's kind of like a, like a dune shape uh, in the sand so that when it, whenever a nearby prey walks by, uh, that prey falls into it, but it has to make it in a precise manner because if it's not steep enough, then the prey can just, you know, leave. But if it's too steep, then all the sand just comes tumbling down into its hole. Uh, but yeah, it's really good at trapping its prey. It's one, it's a very strong larva. Um, but yeah, that's how it catches its prey. It just sits in the, it's at the bottom of its sand pit. Hence and, the name Trapinch. Yeah, exactly. Hence the name Trapinch. Thank you for the very long-winded uh, entomology lesson there. Yeah. And then, you know, like all Now, larva- let's go into the etymology of Flygon and Vibrava. You said it comes from the word vibration. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, yes. So, uh, Vibrava is a combination of the word vibration and larva hmm. because it's like that middle stage between larva and whatever dragonfly is. Wow, uh, this is our nerdiest, <laughs> nerdiest episode yet. We're touching yeah. into all the ologies right there. But yeah, uh, so something about it beating its wings has a, uh, another similarity to cicadas uh, because it makes the noise using its wings. It has that vibrating noise. Right. Um, so yes, it's a combination of the words vibration and larva. Whereas Flygon, uh, it's... It's fly and it's gone because that's what you're going to see when all your Pokemon die because I beat you with Flygon. <laughs> That's actually good. I like that. That was not good. He's just being nice. Uh, You came up with that on the spot, so I kind of like that. Hmm. But anyways, so Trapinch evolves into Vibrava starting at level 35 and Vibrava to Flygon at level 45. So I do remember playing with it one time in Pokemon Sapphire. Short little 10 level stage there. Right. But when I first played Pokemon Sapphire, which is when... um, Trapinch was introduced. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't want to wait till level thirty-five, so I never actually knew that it evolved into, into Flygon because Trapinch was like it was. It, it wasn't like you know like the best Pokemon, but it wasn't a Magikarp with only struggle right, either. Right, right. So right. you just used him. No, I just like didn't use him on my team. I caught oh, it. Oh, you just kind of ditched him. I, I kind of ditched oh, him. Oh, okay. I thought this was going in a different direction. Like you beat the Elite Four with Trapinch nope. on your team, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> which would be awesome in uh, its own way. Oh, right. I, there's something I forgot to mention. Right. So these antlions, right? So at least in their larval state, because they're really good at trapping things in their sand, it's actually the inspiration for a lot of um, sandworms in movies. Mm. Are you familiar with, like, the Sarlacc from, uh, from Star Wars? Yes. Okay. But I was, I was also picturing the uh, giant sandworm oh, from Dune. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I haven't seen, but or read. But yeah. we've all seen the trailers. Right. And then there's this, also this movie called Tremors. I think it was like, it's got Kevin Bacon in it. And it was like mm. from the 90s or whatever. But it's like these worms that live in the ground and like they call it Tremors or whatever. But yeah, yeah the whole antlion thing, its larval state is the inspiration behind a lot of these movies. Because they trap things uh, or, you know, like a lot, they're very round and wormy and... Uh, it's just, it was... Tubular. Yeah, it was very tubular. That's so tubular, dude. <laughs> Surfs up. Lame. But yeah, uh, but it was even talked about even back in like ancient days. And I'm talking like ancient, ancient days. Mm. There's like myths. Like when I was born. Yeah, when you were born. But yeah, there's a lot of myths written about it, which 
theoretically, this this is what I read on Bubblepedia, right? That it because there's a lots of myths written about uh about these ant lions. That's why Flygon is called the Mystic Pokemon. But I think that's kind of a stretch. It is also a pseudo, isn't it? Or is it a pseudo no. pseudo? <laughs> it's a pseudo pseudo. Yeah. So it's just a, yeah yeah. The false pseudo legendary. Yeah. Uh, and funny enough, the Vibra- Vibrava and Flygon only have one, uh, one ability and they share that ability and it is Levitate, which Levitate grants the user an immunity to ground type attacks mm. and certain trap moves. So, you know how you, we were talking about immunities, it only being immune to electric? Yeah. It's also immune to ground because of Levitate. The, I love that. Can we put in a little segment of Dua Lipa's song Levitating real quick? No, because I'd probably get copyrighted. <laughs> All right, I'll just sing it. <laughs> okay. I want you. I want you maybe. I don't know the word. Something. I'm levitating. Oh, yes, yes. That one. Uh, yeah, we would get sued. Yeah, we would get sued. But she would have to come serve me in person. Actually, she maybe wouldn't. we should. <laughs> if yeah. we could get Dua Lipa to come over, nah, I'll get nah, sued. She'd, nah, she'd sue us and she'd get her lawyer to do Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. As All she right. should, Queen. All right, next Pokemon, because I think we spent too much time on Vibrava and Flygon. Yeah, well, you got a little too buggy. Yeah. You geeked out there. Yeah. So, in the very next generation, we were introduced to Gibble, Gabite, and Garchomp, the pseudo-legendary of that generation. We have a friend who loves these guys. They're cuties. I love them, too. I I personally love this whole line. Honestly, I mean, I just think Gibble's cute, and then after that, By far, some of the most goaded Pokemon. I just love how Gibble's, like, all mouth. Yes, yes. Little chompy boy. So starting with Gibble, oh, okay, so I will say that I think Gibble is adorable, all mouth, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and Garchomp, one of the most coolest, well, you know, I'm, I'm like the, uh, I like the Chad Pokemons, you know, the, that are just like menacing and, and fearsome and stuff like that. Yeah. But love Garchomp. Uh, and you know, head shark dude. And you know, Ga- Ga- Gabite's there. He he is one of the Pokemon of all time. One, of, he's a Pokemon. Yes, mm-hmm. he's one of the Pokemon I've ever seen. <laughs> but I think Gabite actually. He's not hideous. No, no. He's kind of one of those Pokemon that has that awkward teenage stage. Yes, that's I feel exactly... like that in Charmeleon and like a couple of Pokemon have awkward teenage stage, which kind of makes sense for middle evolution. Right, but I he's think he's going through puberty, guys. Let's not be too mean. I think uh, Gabai is actually a perfect Pokemon to like bridge the Gibble to Garchomp because it looks. It, you could tell that it's going to turn into Garchomp. Like, yeah. you know, he's got a similar body shape, but you need that distinction between like adorable, the, the adorable, Chad. adorable. <laughs> Exactly. The glow up has to happen gradually. Exactly. I totally get that though. Right. Uh, but yeah. So Gibble, it's actually known as the land shark Pokemon. And like I said, it's adorable. It's menacing. Its head makes up most of its body and it's got a huge ma- mouth. Also in the anime, it chomps down on a lot of people and other Pokemon, which I think is adorable. I know. Just, just YouTube a compilation of like um, Chompy Boy Gibble. It's great. It's it's It's... Amazing. Uh, Hours of entertainment. Uh, yeah. And then Gibble evolves into Gabite starting at level 24. That he does. Yeah. And Gabite is known as the cave Pokemon. And like I said, it's got that like awkward middle stage phase. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it suits the whole line just because like, like I said, it, it does need that transitional state. Between cute to fearsome. Yeah, he does look awkward, though. I guess you could say he's a real fish out of water. 
Uh, so lame. So lame. Anyways, lore-wise, it apparently, because it's called the cave Pokemon, it apparently likes to live in caves, and get this, it likes to collect gems that are in the cave, and treasure it sometimes finds outside of its cave, and just it just stashes it in its home. Very European dragon-esque. So basically, if Santiago was a Pokemon, he'd be Gabite. You've always talked about living in a cave and just hoarding your jewels. We have no jewels, by the way. Don't rob us. No, no, no. I never said jewels. I just said money. If I, if I had, if I could picture my dream scenario, I would live in the mountains in a cave with some uh, wild cats and uh, and your gold doubloons and my gold doubloons. Yes, more like sit on your one debit card. Like <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. The modern dragon isn't as like commanding. Fair. I could do it though. For sure. Uh, And then Gabi evolves into the monstrous Garchomp starting at level 48. And Garchomp is known as the mock Pokemon because this thing is fast and this thing is a beast. It's fast, physically strong, and has decent defenses. And guess what, Maddie? It can mega evolve. Oh my god, what? What? Uh, And its mega evolution looks so sick. Uh, at first, I didn't like its Mega Evolution because I thought it was it was it was trying too hard, and in hindsight, I think it's still trying too hard. Nope, it's still trying too hard. Nope. Uh, but 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 if you look at Mega Garchomp's like uh, face, it looks more skull like. It looks it's very more angular, right? And then its uh, wing slash one claw turns into a full on scythe. So it basically looks like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I love that. And also, let's talk about the Mega Shiny, because people either love or hate the Garchomp Mega Shiny. And for me, it's a redeemer, because I love yeah. the I love the Gibble, and I love the Gabite Shiny, and then the Garchomp's just oh, meh. Gosh, it's but when trash. it gets a Mega, it's kind of like, like when Gengar gets a Mega, and the Gengar Line Shiny is just meh. But the Gengar Mega Shiny is one of the best shinies of all time. Yes. And if you don't know, Mega Garchomp just turns pink and purple. Pink and purple. I love that. I love it. It looks, it's murderous. But some people are haters. They don't, they don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But anyways, when it Mega Evolves, its attack goes to absurd levels at the cost of it becoming a little bit slower. A little bit slower, but give it, it a can... quick claw and patch that right up. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, no, it can't because it's going to be holding its mega stone. Oh right, duh. <laughs> no worries, no worries. It has two hands. And this is the ace Pokemon of the champion of Sinnoh, aka Mom. I mean, uh, Cynthia. Oh my God! I've heard so much about her. It's epic. You it's... love her. You hate her. You love to hate her. You hate to love her. No, I just love her. Yeah. Well, I heard she's like kind of like um, she's a tough cookie to beat. Yes. In the main games, oh, but she God. is also a uh, voluptuous design. <laughs> yes, I have thirsted over Cynthia a lot. Mm. Uh, but yes, it's it's an incredible design. It's based on wyverns. It's based on sharks, and it's based on theropod dinosaurs. Wow. How much cooler can it get? No, it can't. It can't. It can't. It can't. Maddie. Moving on. Maddie, final thoughts on this Pokemon. Enough said. Enough said. Awesome. Uh, okay, so time for abilities for this line. So they all share the same three abilities. So the common ability is Sand Veil, which boosts the user's evasiveness when it's in a sandstorm. So it pairs up well with monsters that can set up sandstorm, like Tyranitar, Hippolyton, or Gigalith. Um, and its hidden ability is Rough Skin. Which, if the user is hit with a contact move, its opponent will take damage 
equaling one eighth of its total HP. So if you attack it multiple times, you're eventually gonna faint. Yeah, Rothskin mm-hmm. is what I I have that ability, especially now in the winter time where I'm constantly having to moisturize. Yeah. Yeah, probably not the right target audience. I don't know how many of y'all moisturize your skin, but skincare is important, guys, and non-gendered. And then Mega Garchomp has its own uni- uh, different ability. So Mega Garchomp's ability is Sand Force, which what Sand Force does is that it grants the user a boost in uh, power to ground, rock, and steel types. And it boosts its power by 30% if it's in a sandstorm. So this skyrockets Mega Garchomp's attack even further. This dude is an absolute menace. All right. So I'm actually going to be passing it on. We're going to go on to the next Pokemon, but I'm actually going to be passing it off to Madeline because she actually did the research for the next Pokemon. So what's the next Pokemon, Madeline? So the next Pokemon is my favorite of this group his name is zygardium leviosa no jk it is zygarde and zygarde as many people know has three forms this is a really weird pokemon he has cores and he has cells and they interact and cores are like the brain and cells are like the the i guess somatic cells of the body Mm -hmm. and versus neurons and get a little too geeky there but um it has a 10 percent form has a 50 percent form has a complete form Okay, tell me about those forms. Okay, so um, the forms are basically, they are determined by how many of the cells you have collected. So the cores are the brains, of course, and the cells and cores are going to be stored inside the Zygarde cube. And you use that to assemble your little Pokemon. And Zygarde was introduced in Sun and Moon, was it not? Ha, oh gosh, no, I open a can God, of no. So it was introduced in Generation 6, right? It was part of that legendary. However, its diff- its other forms weren't introduced till Generation 7. Huh. So some yeah, so especially you since you were you started getting into the series in Gen 7. I did. I totally understand why you think it came in Gen 7. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, so the 10% form is a little dog. He's a canine and um he has a green collar and he's really cute. And the lore behind this little guy is that he is... So, just to back it up a little, the 10, 50, and complete forms are inspired, theoretically, by the children of Loki and Norse mythology. If you follow any Marvel at all, you're going to know what Loki is. So, anyways, Zygarde Tempersome form is probably based on the wolf form of Fenrir, which is one of the children. Mm-hmm. And, um... And this is a fun fact. In the anime, this hasn't been seen in the main games yet, the Zygarde will turn purple or red instead of green when it's sensing an imbalance. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see if they integrate that into the main games. That would be really cool. Especially like in battle. Yeah. I just feel like it'd look more intimidating. Okay. Or maybe it'd be Christmassy. I don't know. So right. moving on to the 50% form, it is a serpent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty cool looking, and he is based on another one of the children of Loki, and it might be based on a Japanese cryptid, mm-hmm. um, or a naga, which is a class of snake entities in South and Southeast Asian cultures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I know uh, knew about that, because isn't that what Nagini's based off of, like from Harry Potter? That is exactly what I was thinking of, and yeah. um, I don't know. 
but <laughs> yes, probably. Probably. It sounds similar. So the final form is Zygarde Complete Form, and it might be based on Hell, the ruler of Helheim, which is the realm of the death, or the dead people in Nordic mythology. And this is a fun fact about this Complete Form. Um, the color on its chest matched the colors of the flag of France, which is red, white, and blue. America. And um, that is the country which inspired the region of Kalos. So, super yeah. fun there. So, basically, the complete form is a really big, bulky, powerful-looking dude. Right. I don't know how to describe him. Humanoid? Actually, I he think... He looks like one of the Reggies, almost, but, like, Zygarded. I'm going to ask you a question. Yossified Reggie. <laughs> Have you ever watched Power Rangers? Which Which version? Any of them. Yeah, of course. You know how, like, when the Power Rangers, when when the monster grows big and then the Power Rangers have to call their Megazord or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, that's a part of my brain I haven't unlocked in a long, long time. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, do you want to know an interesting little fact? I love interesting little facts. Okay. So, in Generation 6, Generation 6 was the generation that introduced us to 3D models, right? And the names of those games were X, Y, X and Y. Mm. There was supposed to be a Z version, but it was never released because I guess they just ran out of time because they wanted to get on with Sun and Moon. But there was supposed to be a Z version. I think I see where you're going with right. that. And did you know that in terms of uh, 3D models, you always have a X and Y axis, but also a Z axis? Yeah, I actually did know that because I've been getting into 3D printing lately and I've I've had to work with the Z-axis as well. Right, right. And I think I think that's what kind of inspired uh, the developers to make that particular set of games, um, especially with them being 3D models. Yeah, them uh, already XY, being and in then, tech. And yeah, yeah. Inspiration then, from uh, daily life. Yeah. Art, art imitates life, as they say. Or Absolutely. vice versa. Which I thought was really cool. That is really cool. Really? I will never forget my X and Ys now. And Zs. I will probably forget those. <laughs> Dang. Sorry, Zygarde. All right. So on to the competitive uh, side of things. Let's see how they stacked up. All right. That's all you. Starting with Flygon. Cricket noises. Yeah. So unfortunately, Flygon <laughs> oh, no. hasn't made the impact on the BGC side. I thought you froze. Side. No, that was a no, bit. I love no, it. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Well, theatrical up in here. No, I love Flygon, but unfortunately, it just hasn't made a splash in BGC. And why do you, why do you think that is? Is it just not powerful enough money? You think people don't know how to use it right? No, I. So if I look at Flygon stats, it's it's they're good. However, uh, it's not good at anything in particular. Like it's got decent stats, but it's not like a big physical attacker. It's not a it's it's physical attack and a special attack is very similar. So a lot of people. So he's solid all around, but no pizzazz. Right, right, right. And it also has to compete with things like Garchomp, where Garchomp is a pseudo-legendary. It has higher stats. It has better abilities. It has pizzazz. It has pizzazz, right. And also it has a four times weakness to ice, which ice are some uh, very strong attackers. Ice is also very weak, but it is very strong. Glass cannons. Uh, but yeah, it just has a lot to compete with in terms of other dragons. There are better dragons that have been used to make it to the world championship um so unfortunately flygon had too much competition and it wasn't 
It wasn't specialized in one particular thing. So are you saying he's never made it onto a winning competitive team in BGC? Uh, he is not. He is yeah. not. Yeah. Yet, yet. We're holding out hope for you, dude. <laughs> uh, next up is Garchomp. And let me tell you about Garchomp. In 2012, it was on three teams at the World Championship, and it was also on the winning team. Uh, 2013, it was only on one team, but it made it it did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, 2014, it was on five teams, and it was also on the champion team. So, oh my it's gosh, a double... making a comeback in right, 2014. Right. Uh, so it was been a two-time champ, and then there was a little bit of a lull in 2015 and 2016, but it made a comeback in 2017. It was on two teams. And since then, it hasn't really been seen in, uh, on the competitive side of things, which is a little bit of a bummer. But Vanished, still, but he'll come back in his He probably uh, will, you know, because... Regional form. Right. Ghosty boy. No, just kidding. I don't know about that. I think that'd get too crazy. But, some things they can't touch. I just feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right, some right. Of, some of them are too iconic to touch. Right. But yeah, Garchomp has been a champion twice. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Love to see it. And finally, Zygarde. My boy. Again, cricket noises. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe not my boy. I still uh, love you. <laughs> dude, Zygarde is actually kind of tragic. You know why? Oh. Because it was released in Gen 6, like I said. Wait, is it? it's a legendary there, right? It is a legendary. So it's banned from use? So, yeah, it's banned most of the time. However, towards the end of the lifespan of most games, you can bring legendary Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh but, but he never quite, he never made, quite the cut. made it. No, no. I wonder why that is. So, see, this is what's tragic, right? Generation six is when it was released, but its complete form wasn't available until Generation seven, mm. and by then, uh, when it was legal to use, it, it wasn't even legal to use until like a few years later. But by then, it wasn't very viable. It, there were a lot of better options, like I said, Garchomp was a, a lot better of a of a ground dragon because it's faster and it was stronger. Uh, once it did get its complete form. It had been years. Yeah. Also, in order to get its complete form, it's so tedious. You have to acquire, like, you have to find these Zygarde cells in Generation 7. Yeah. Uh, and you had to find, like, 100 of them. Yeah, which was it gets pretty crazy. Super annoying. So not only did you have to, like, go out of your way to find it, but it it wasn't, like, super good to, like, be it be even worth it. So a lot of people just... I guess it didn't use it. Um, cool. But yeah, it, it was tragic. Sorry for Zygarde. He's stuck in Helheim. Ah, uh, love that. Love that reference. But I'm anyway. thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, I am. Love that reference. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that does it for today's episode. I Unless you have any more lore that you want to drop. I don't have a lore. I always just have jokes. You, you bring the lore, I bring the jokes. You bring the lore, I bring the laughs. I like that. Lords and laughs. Uh, But yeah, that does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Let's see. Next week is not going to be a fusion episode. It's just going to be a casual episode. Mm. Um, So casual. I'd like to say it's casual Mondays, but sometimes we do come come out late with these episodes. Because it's casual. You never know when it's going to drop. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. 
But anyways, next week's episode is going to be a casual episode. And the one after that uh, is going to be a fusion episode. And Madeline has already stated that she wants to talk about Shuckle. So the next fusion episode will be on the rock bug type. Specifically Shuckle. Specifically Shuckle. (laughs) What other rock bug type? Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yes, yes. Stay tuned to see what other little irrelevant guys feature (laughs) alongside Shuckle. All right, thank you, Pokemon trainers, for listening to this episode. I have been your host, Santiago, aka the Aztec Dragon, and with me is always Madeline, aka the 85 year old man. Chomp chomp. Chomp chomp. I'm a, I'm a gibble. <laughs> if you'd like, you can follow me on social media at the Aztec Dragon on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, but, anyways, you guys take care, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.